Welcome to the EU Startups Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the show hosted by Marcin Lewandowski. Hey everyone, this is Marcin Lewandowski and you're listening to the EU Startups Podcast. Um, today we have an amazing guest on the show. Give it up for Heiki Haldre. Heiki is a um, serial entrepreneur, having successfully started and exited four companies. Um, he's now building Mirrors, an AI deep tech company dedicated to building out the next generation of human-computer interaction. Heiki, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Hey, Martin. A pleasure is all mine. Uh, very, very good to be here uh, again, I believe, uh, with my previous startup, uh, FitzMe, that was acquired by Rakuten. Oh, I think yeah. we were at one of the EU, post, uh, EU startups' very, very first uh, podcasts. That was years ago. Okay, amazing, amazing. Sounds good. Um, so, how do you? So, maybe let's start with uh, your entrepreneurial journey. And uh, since you already uh, told us that you know you also uh, co-founded FeedsMe and. Uh, it was sold to Rakuten, uh, as you said. Uh, can you actually walk us through uh, your entrepreneurial journey and share what inspired you to, you know, eventually create Mirrors? Hmm. Well, um, Mirrors creation was directly related to my previous uh, exit. Uh -huh. um, but yes, I've had actually six startups for exit. I'm also a founding partner at the Exit Academy, where we have 80 startups in the program. Uh, with the goal of uh, creating a process that will help not just those 80 startups, uh, but thousands of European startups to, uh, to know what kind of, how to build a bigger, bolder, more amazing exits. Um, but with Miros, which is, which is really where my focus uh, goes, yeah. is, well, we live in this great AI dramatic progress right now. Right. And all of that AI computational power right now, the, the focus goes to uh, large language models. Um, but language has its limitations. Mm -hmm. So think of uh, highly complex visual items, um, your last night's dreams, your childhood memories. Yeah. Oh, well, um, uh, some more mundane uh, use cases like uh, Trakuten, which is the world's fifth largest e-commerce company. Right. Uh, millions and millions and millions of products in uh, design of furniture fashion, where you cannot use words to describe them. The biggest problem is us, the humans, our inability to use language mm -hmm. to articulate highly complex ideas. So at uh, Rakuten, when they acquired my previous company, my job was, was on this mundane commercial side. How to improve product findability if you cannot use text search, if you cannot use, if you cannot type in uh, the words. Right. So how do you do that? Um, you build the AI that will read your mind. So now people are normally thinking me. Do you install microchips in the brain? Or how do you do that? Um, I'm, I'm going to get to this. But uh, it's it's quite amazing. You, When I'm looking at startup ideas, uh -huh. I have invested to a few. I mentor a lot of them. And startups either 
try to solve a big problem for a small market or a, a small improvement for a large market. And then when I stumbled upon the Mirror Society, thinking half of all of e-commerce, 2.5 trillion euro market, mm. and suddenly realize if that problem is solved, you can increase, you can enable this market to grow by another 2 trillion. I had never seen a startup idea, if technically accomplished, that is so big at such a huge market. Amazing. That's at, at Rakuten uh, when my co-founder came to me and said, "We might know how to do that." Uh-huh. I decided uh, I had golden handcuffs at the time. I decided I'm going to leave some money on the table, get my freedom to do it for the world, not uh, be shackled in in one one company in the yeah. world that do it for them. Amazing. It sounds like you have a lot of passion for what you're building and a lot of love for mirrors. Uh, like, can you maybe tell us how does Mirrors actually differentiate itself from, you know, other deep tech companies focusing on e-commerce search? So first, perhaps a bit about my team, as uh, obviously deep tech requires deep talent. And one of my founding partners in Mirrors, he founded ICB Research Lab. It's part of Academia, and it's the top 1% AI lab in Europe. Mm-hmm. Without the research that this lab was doing in this specific area and without access to the AI talent, I would not be able to run an AI deep tech startup. Right. So how does it differentiate? Uh, well, when I, when I said before, it can kind of read your mind or rather mm-hmm. it can predict which images you are thinking of yeah. as long as they are single object images. The resolution only works when it's single object image. And uh, people have compared us to Neuralink mm-hmm. or functional MRI machines that are able to you know, deconstruct and then reconstruct your brain waves. Um, we do this quite differently. At the moment, we have, I think, about 7 million users. So clearly, we don't have to implant any chips in your brain. Yeah. Um, what we do, we the AI shoots thousands of image fragments your way in, in a span of 20 seconds. And it measures your, your feedback, your attention uh, feedback to this. And based on this, it can compute quite accurately which image you are thinking of. It's actually quite amazing, amazing. how to achieve this. I wanted to say. Well, uh, can you tell us maybe a bit more about the concept of wordless search and, you know, like mm-hmm. what challenge does it actually address? Because you already started uh, talking a bit about it, but yeah, let's, let's maybe elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. So let me first explain what is wordless search, yeah. because we were just talking about uh, AI that is able to predict images that you're thinking of. So there's, uh, it, it could be transformative for many industries, starting from uh, enabling people with disabilities to communicate better, uh, or uh, in generative AI, enabling you to, to really, really save your last night's dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it appears that the commercially most viable go-to-market use case is something that we have created for e-commerce wordless search. So when you would go to a very large online store, our clients are, for example, Revolve in the US, which is huge and really, really well known, yeah. uh, fashion flagship. Um, you you might be thinking in your head of this complex type of dress or a handbag in furniture shops, a complex uh, 
ceiling lamp that you are unable to put into words. Mm-hmm. But just through your browsing behavior, in about 30 seconds time, we will know that if you think of a lamp, it's a ceiling lamp, it, it goes for a country house, it's a little bit like rusty to fit in this country house interior, and you would find it without using words at all. Yeah. Just by looking at images that uh, you're, you're being shown. That's super impressive. That's quite amazing. I'd love to try it, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll share the, uh, the link after the, after the podcast. Awesome. Um, it is uh, normally when I show it off to people. Mm-hmm. I, um, uh, often people ask me uh, when, I'm, when I'm showing it off. Yeah. Often people ask me, um, did it listen to your, uh, what you were saying? As uh, Normally I describe it, hey, I'm going to find a table lamp with a golden monkey underneath. And they ask, did, did it listen to, to what I was saying? And no, of course not. Um, it just be, uh, is based on my tiny micro, micro actions as people browse. And it's incredible how rich data people are giving when true justice, subconscious behavioral changes. You know, we're talking about all this amazing stuff and AI, and um, but obviously it's not like building a startup. It's not like unicorns and rainbows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced, uh, you know, in building and growing mirrors? I think it's actually only unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, <laughs> life is too short to to have ambition for anything else. And I come from Estonia. I mean, it's a country of unicorns. It's the factory of unicorns. Right, right, right. Um, there's, uh, there's, when you start a company, you better start solving a big problem and you better have conviction mm-hmm. that uh, you'll be able to actually solve it. Yeah. The ability to build a team uh, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now what is the hardest is actually getting the, uh, this type of talent, this type of right team. And I think, in a sense, Estonia uh, counterintuitively has an advantage here because we only have 1.3 million people. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I think uh, nine unicorns, right? So clearly, we won't be able to hire locally. We would be hiring some people locally, but we have to, have to from day one, mm-hmm. think of first the global market and think of hiring, hiring globally. So, but this kind of mindset also kind of gets you the best available talent uh, globally. Right. So how do you actually how do you actually envision AI changing the search experience for online shoppers? I know that um, you already mentioned um, uh, a bit about that, but like can you tell us a bit more about you know what role does Mirrors play in this transformation? Mm-hmm. Let me first say what's wrong. How's the how do I define the problem? is when I took Rakuten, for example, they have, what, about 30 million products in, in fashion vertical alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw it another 30 or 40 million products in furniture and design and, and this vertical. So, you know, tens of millions of products. And in, uh, in those product categories, a taxonomy does not exist, really. I mean, you can type in red dress, but that doesn't really convey what people mean. Uh, when they think of retros, they might mean luxurious or they might mean retro. Or, uh, it's um, Those words really don't uh, exist, really. So the problem at Rakut then was, even though they sell everything you might desire, the exciting stuff, right. um, they were losing half of their sales 
because think of those products as a just a big, bigger haystack, huge haystack, mm-hmm. and you still have to find this needle, and they don't have human language. Vocal uh, vo- words to to really do that. Mm-hmm. No filters, no words, no taxonomy. So suddenly, half the sales is lost. As a startup guy, though, you look at half the sales lost, and you say, "Hey, that's a two x, hundred percent growth opportunity." Mm. If you can sell it, uh, if you can solve it. So today we haven't solved it fully. Um, at, um, at our largest plant, we have increased the sales, not 100%, but uh, 9.8%. Mm. I mean, this is still incredibly great for for early stage where we are today. 100%, 100%. Uh, I know that um, I know that Mirror is also aims to reduce the environmental footprint, um, you know, of fashion brands. Can you explain, um, you know, how do you actually contribute to to making the world more sustainable? Masin, you know, when people ask me what do I do, and I say oh, AI that can interact with the brain, and, yeah. and then then uh, then I say, oh, but it's where is it used? It's it's used to buy more handbags, mm. and at this point, people say uh, you you are. You are encouraging more consumers, more shopping, which is clearly not good for the world. But I come from e-commerce background, especially fashion tech background. And fashion, two years ago, got an award, which I'm really not proud of. Mm. It's the number one worst industry for our planet. Right. It used to boil. Now is it fashion, and and. If I can do anything to improve this, uh, that would be the goal of of, of my life. Mm-hmm. And what happens with mirrors is something quite unexpected. It it does help people find products they they really really love. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you buy something you really love, as opposed to something which is cheap? Well, you you obviously you wait for longer instead of wearing it just once and throwing it away. You wait longer, you demand the production quality to be higher, which means that the production itself can get more investment and normally is more sustainable. So your budget to, to buy uh, products annually would still be the same, but the number of products you will buy is, is fewer at a higher price. And that is very good for our planet. All right. So you basically encourage more mindful um, consumption. Conscious consumerism, yes. Yeah. For retailers, it does give another uh, huge additional benefit, though, because online uh, retail is basically about discounting who sells cheaper, right? Right. And uh, when retailers compete at price, everybody loses. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a spiral of death. Yeah. But when they start, uh, com- when products start competing on how good they are. Uh, then uh, finally, retailers would also make uh, normal margins that give them a sustainable lifeline on the business metrics. All right. Um, I know that you're also, uh, you know, the chairman of uh, of the future of retail organization. How do you so how do you actually envision the future of retail industry evolving? <laughs> you know, let me tell you the, the past first. So I I was born in Soviet Union. And my childhood shops uh, were either they were long, long queues, uh, lines that would take hours, and when you finally get there, it would sell maybe 
you know, I, I still remember my childhood, childhood queue when they were selling bananas. It was so exciting mm. as a kid, but it was also very, very rare. Yeah. And then, then the shopping changed, transformed into uh, what we know today. You walk to this large supermarket, the department store, it's full of colors and you can smell the, the various goods and you can go and it's, it's just this abundance of products. And then suddenly it's transforming again. And uh, the headlines in, in news is the high street shops are closing and uh, being replaced with warehouses with robots. Right. And I do think that there's another transformation happening uh, that we are seeing right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the transformation from, uh, from the inefficient commerce to extremely efficient commerce. So I truly feel that we are in the baby steps of, of the growth of e-commerce mm -hmm. and mostly driven by these types of new technologies, including mirrors, of course, yeah. the how to find and discover better products, how to do it more sustainably. Um, there's a technology that allows you to take your phone, mm -hmm. look at the picture of the fabric and you slide your fingers over the screen and you can feel the different textures of this fabric mm -hmm. and materials. Amazing. There's, there's so many things coming right now uh, that really transform the whole, whole of retail industry and optimize all, uh, the, all aspects of it from manufacturing, supply to distribution. That is awesome. Um, you know, we, we talked about Estonia a bit. Uh, as like a unicorn factory, you know, it, like, Estonia has been producing a remarkable number of unicorn companies, given given how small the country is. So what's what's your perspective on the you know Estonia as a startup hub, and um, and what do you think is the secret sauce behind it? There's a few things I remember with my previous company, this huge VC fund. Uh, was I flew in and and was doing the due diligence with my previous startup and then the guy goes to the airport turns around and says you are so lucky here in Estonia your domestic market is so small that from day one you need to think globally right um, this certainly helps I I also think the Estonia is is a fantastic place to start mm -hmm. a technology you have access to really high level technical talent and also because the country is small uh, people mingle mm -hmm. so uh, when i was living in london even with my network it was hard to constantly talk to other unicorn founders they had you know lived in a gated kind of box um, but here in estonia everybody's friends so it it really creates this flywheel mm -hmm. um, uh, obviously the uh, the that Estonia itself has put so much into, into uh, encouraging startups. Uh, even the taxation system where the companies don't, uh, it's one of the only EU countries where companies don't really have mm -hmm. uh, corporate uh, profit tax. It helps. Sounds good. Um, okay, maybe let's, let's finish it off with uh, a question about like what's what do you got going on recently? Do you have like any new projects coming uh, up or maybe some new announcement within Mirrors that you would like to share or like, and maybe like, what's your, like, when you 
think about it. What's your like the most audacious goal that that you have for yourself and for mirrors coming? Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> so just just looking back, um, in September uh, we we started coming out from under the under the rock and and I'm announcing to the world that we really really exist. Uh, in September we got the coveted Cogex uh, uh, best AI tool uh, in retail in London. Um, last week we got. Uh, into top three with the Europa's awards. Uh, um, the uh, I just got my round uh, oversubscribed. Uh, uh, then I extended it by another 2.5 million. And as of last week, I, I already got uh, uh, one million out, out of this committee and soft committee from the rest. So, and, uh, as of today, I just had my first US US team member in sales and. Uh, and uh, next week, there's going to be my German uh, account execute starting to work. It's it's really on fire, but it's it's not the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's why we exist. And today, we are providing a tool for online retailers to sell more. For their shoppers, you have more pleasant uh, shopping experience, finding the products that they really love. That wasn't really possible before. Uh, when Google UK office introduced us to Marks and Spencer a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. they actually said in their email, meet Miros, they outperform Google by 10x. Hmm. There's not many startups in their lifetime that can claim and then prove that in search, we outperform the company that focuses on search Google, yeah. right? So we outperform Google, we outperform e-commerce search vendor Algolia by probably about 10x. Um, it's, uh, it's a position that is, that creates so many opportunities. And I hope I'm, I'm gonna over the next year or two and three, I'm gonna get them, get them right. Amazing Heike. Um, I love your story. Love what you're building with mirrors. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I wish you best of luck creating the future with Miras and um, I'll talk to you soon. Massim, it was a pleasure being here. Bye.